You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Hello, this and that listeners. Welcome to Podcast Land Studio, where you are hearing Brenda, better known as Miss Bren Bren. And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor. And again, we are coming to you from Podcast Land Studio with our current edition of This and That. And I believe, David, this is episode 24? That is correct. And today is July 13th. 2019. It is indeed. And like we always do, we'd like to um, thank everybody for coming back to listen to us, uh, whether this is your first time or this is, you're one of our loyal listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and checking out this and that. And we want to give a special shout out to um, all of our listeners, but let's kind of do a roll call of a few places that are tuning in. And that includes here in the U.S., Morgantown, West Virginia, Mountain View, California, Townsend, Georgia, Kansas City, Missouri, and when we go overseas, a shout out to Santa Ana, El Salvador, Sarajevo, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Guadalupe, Mexico, and Kadiri, Indonesia. And again, thank you to everybody that keeps coming in to check out what we have to say on this and that. And we also want to give, as we always do, a special shout out to the U.S. military here in the States and abroad for their service, and for checking in to listen to this and that. Yes, thank you for your service. And not only to the military, but their families and the civilian supporters of the military as well. And thanks to all first responders here in the United States as well. Now, David, um, where are folks listening in to... um, catch this and that well this and that uh, the free podcast free weekly podcast is available through several podcast apps and streaming services Uh, of course it can be found on demand through our home base of soundcloud it's also available on apple podcasts formerly known as itunes stitcher spotify google play music and TuneIn. It's also available on all Alexa voice-assisted devices. And if somebody wants to email us with a question, or they have a comment, or they want to um, tell us where they're listening in so we can include them in a future shout-out, where would they email us? This and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that. All nine characters together, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Also, we have an email distribution list for folks, and through that distribution list, people get a 
reminder of uh, or notification that new podcast episodes are available. Now, speaking of new podcasts, we're uh, working on that right now for uh, edition 24. And what are we going to cover? Today, we're going to talk about um, Hurricane Barry that just came ashore a few hours ago. We also have a segment that we call the Eyes Have It. And um, the long-anticipated, long-awaited episode segment where I reveal the party trick I talked about where you can, with 100% accuracy, tell someone eye color without seeing them. So, and we'll talk about some other things in that segment too. We have words of wisdom, of course. And that is our show. All right. Well, it sounds like, as always, we have quite a bit to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and get started with edition 24 of the ever-popular podcast, this and that. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. Hurricane Barry is making his way across the Gulf, is he not? Yes, well, Barry made landfall and is back to um, actually a tropical storm at this point in time. Of course, the, whether it's a tropical storm or hurricane doesn't matter because it's not a wind event. It's, it's a rain event. It's going to dump, uh, depending where you are in its path, um, we're talking one to two feet worth of, of rain on uh, various locations. That's a lot of water. Yes. It's several Olympic-sized swimming pools. Um, there was one forecast where uh, by the time it tracks from the, the um, southeast, the Gulf, the um, um, Louisiana and the like, makes its way through the Tennessee Valley, the Ohio Valley, and then eventually off the U.S., they were talking about potentially like 16 trillion gallons of water would have fallen on the United States. Well, that's definitely more water than I can drink. <laughs> and I like water. Yes. What's a little lemon added to it, by the way? Um, <laughs> that's true. But um, that is a, um, a major weather event that is slow moving, is it not? Yes, it's, it's, it's very much a slow mover. Um, you can walk faster than it is it's moving right now. And that's the problem because it's staying around and, and that's why so much rain is going to dump on these places. And um, even though New Orleans... And, and this, is, this is one of those things. Um, I, as you know, I've long advocated that the whole way hurricanes are looked at and the scales, the Saffir-Simpson scale... It doesn't necessarily need to be thrown out, but there needs to be another scale that just looks at the impact because these are really rain events. At least this century, these hurricanes have been major rain water events. And even things that aren't hurricanes, like Superstorm Sandy, that just, you know, did a huge number on New Jersey and other places. So they need to come up with another scale. And interestingly enough, the four pay weather services that farmers and other folks use, they actually have scales. 
that that um, like on one to five or, or other other things that look at the total impact of the storm and not just gauge you know as a category this that based on wind speed but for the freebie stuff from the National Weather Service Hurricane Center they need to do the same thing that's just my opinion on that one because people get real complacent otherwise well one thing for sure Hurricane Tropical Storm Barry is going to have an impact uh, it's basically a triple threat because it's wind water from the rainfall, and then um, uh, water surge, right? Storm surge, yes. But but that's, in my opinion, all hurricanes are that way. I mean, you've got wind, you got storm surge, and then you've got yeah, the but rainfall. It's, it's, it's a matter to which degree. And there's a lot of rainfall because it's a slow, slow mover. And it's a huge storm, and it's a weird-shaped It's a weird shaped storm. Well, that. yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the water for Hurricane Barry from the rainfall is going to have a major impact because of the fact that it's a uh, slow move. And, and unlike most normal hurricanes, the worst is yet to come. And this is why I think, it, and it's it's not for lack of trying. I, I just think that that the 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 um, authorities haven't done as good a job they could letting folks know that this is not your normal hurricane and that yeah these things will pass through and you think you're in the clear but you're not because most of the rain is still happening in the Gulf of Mexico the worst is yet to come but people are thinking I think like past hurricanes oh okay this was no big deal the press and the media overhyped stuff because of you know Katrina before whatever and it's like no the worst is yet to come we don't really know how bad it's going to get yet but they're thinking normal hurricane, and it's, it's already blown through their, their system, or their area. Well, and, I, and that's I, not the case. I grew up in hurricane country, and so uh, I am well aware of the impacts of a hurricane weather event. And um, it's always during and after the, the fact that you find out what the damage is from the event because uh, like you said coming up um, as as the hurricane approaches everything is nice and you know the weather is clear and you don't think much of anything is going to happen and while it's actually occurring that's when it hits you that oh maybe I should have really gotten out of the path of this hurricane and then after the fact um, that's when you really start to to see the damage, more rain, etc. Yeah, I mean, but most of the time it's the wind and the wind, you know, howling and everything else that makes people think that. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Again, this is just a, a rain event and it's just going to sit there and sit there and sit there. And people, people don't respect the rain. They really don't, because it happens, unless you're out in the desert area or Southern California, something like that, which is a lot of desert, you, you know, it rains all the time. And I know here, at least here in Southwest Ohio, people don't know how to drive in the rain or any kind of precipitation. But putting that aside, it rains all the time. So people don't really respect the rain, in my opinion. And what? how quickly water can build up from the rain or if it just rains for days and days and days on end. How much, how that can saturate the ground and then 
trees fall and they snap power lines or fall in the house. I mean, they don't respect the rain. Well, let's um, talk to someone who actually was in New Orleans at the start of all the Hurricane Barry um, uh, weather event. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, an organization of college-educated women committed to the constructive development of its members and to public service with a primary focus on the black community. We were having our 54th national convention down in New Orleans as Hurricane Barry was approaching. So let's uh, talk with Mia Sears, who happens to be the chapter president of the Cincinnati Queen City Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, and she was down in New Orleans for the, the, the convention. She's on the phone with us right now. So Mia, Hi. Hey, thanks for joining us. Sure. So you're back in Cincinnati. I am, and I'm tired. I've been in the bed all day. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I finally got up at like 3 o'clock this afternoon. So um, what time did you get in? I landed about one, a little after 1 a.m. Wow. So what time did you actually leave uh, New Orleans? I left New Orleans about 5.30 p.m. on Friday and had a connection in Dallas, and my flight out of Dallas was delayed about an hour and a half, so finally landed in Cincinnati a little after 1 a.m. on yeah. Saturday. And my days are confused, obviously, but, <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. That is to put it mildly. Um, but at least you were able to get out before Hurricane Barry really kicked in. I was. Um, and it's my understanding, it was, while we were down there, and I think when it hit landfall, it wasn't really a hurricane. I think it only hit hurricanes, that is very briefly, um, but for the most part, it was a tropical storm. But yes, I was uh, thankfully able to get out. We still have some chapter members that are still down there. Either they uh, chose not to leave and just to, to wait it out or just didn't, for whatever, for whatever reason, weren't able to make um, arrangements to get out. So I'm still checking in with them, obviously, being a chapter president. I want to make sure all of my chapter members are safe, um, and so far everything is, is going well. Um, I just need to follow up on the flights because I know flights for Saturday and Sunday have been canceled. So just want to uh, continue checking in with them to make sure they get home okay. Now, how did the decision to um, end the convention early come about? Well, and let me put this disclaimer out there. Only the national president can speak on behalf of Delta Sigma Theta um, from a national standpoint. So I'm only giving my perspective as a chapter president. Um, but it's my understanding that the, our national president had been in contact with the mayor of the city, um, and they made the decision uh, to cancel the convention. Uh, we got an announcement that the convention center would be closing, and um, so that was a combination of our Delta emergency response team person who was in touch with FEMA and um, uh, those that were in touch with the mayor and the president. So, you know, they just wanted to be on... Um, the side of safety. Like I said, that being down there, it really wasn't bad. Um, I hate to say it, but it was kind of annoying getting so many calls and texts from people in Cincinnati. Me, are you leaving? Me, are you getting out? And so I think the news had it sound a little worse than what it was, um, in my opinion. But um, 
you know, they wanted to err on the safety, on the side of safety. So that's why they choose to, to end the convention early. Now, the convention was supposed to go through when? It would have gone through Saturday evening. And then I think they would have had some, like a distillation of officers on Sunday. So I was supposed to fly back home Sunday. So I ended up coming home two days early. Was this your first hurricane experience by chance? This is actually not my first experience because I went to school in Florida. I went to school in the Panhandle. Um, ah. Yeah, I'm a little more familiar than everybody else, and maybe that's why I wasn't quite as worried as some people, but I definitely understand the concern because of you know New Orleans and basically being a bowl and flooding that they've had in the past. And Hurricane Katrina, I definitely understand the concern, um, but I was checking in with locals, like my Uber drivers and people at the hotel, just asking them, is it really that serious? And the to be honest, the locals didn't really seem too concerned. So um, I think a lot of people are just concerned because they've never been through it, and they just want to make sure it's safe. And that's one reason I decided to come home, because I could have stayed down and stuck it out. But once the convention was canceled, I'm like, why am I going to stay down here and stay in my hotel room and it's raining all right. day? So um, yeah. that's one of the decisions that I made is just to come on home. But, um, yeah, I don't I'm, – I'm hoping, I'm praying for the safety of everyone in New Orleans and – just hope it's not as bad as people think yeah. it will be. Because on um, at least prior to landfall, um, they were showing that parts of New Orleans were were literally underwater because of a uh, rainstorm on Wednesday, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my uh, hotel roommate, she got down there a day before me, and she was out in her rain boots. And the, the rain just came down so fast that day that it did there were sections that flooded but by the time i landed that day um a lot of the rain had cleared away so it was kind of like temporary flooding definitely scary i'm sure but it wasn't uh it wasn't a whole lot of long-term flooding from that i think that was on wednesday okay. the day that i went down that that happened do you know how many members of the sorority were actually in attendance uh, yeah, I think there were over 12,000 that had actually registered. And then, of course, you have a lot of members that come down to the city just to socialize and party that don't register. So I don't know how many that is because they don't register. But if we had over 12,000 registered, you could easily say, you know, sixteen to 20,000 Deltas may have been in New Orleans. Um, I know for the convention, on top of that 12,000, we had about 4,000 extra, you know, vendors and things of that nature. So registered we had a, a, over 16,000 I believe right um and then now registered you know you have several thousand more so it was a lot of people in New Orleans um definitely would have been a good weekend for them even my Uber driver was saying you know everybody's leaving so that has an impact on the transportation Uber taxi Lyft sure. and also on the local restaurants I mean that's two days that they lost in revenue from you know several thousand people so Right. Unfortunately, it'll have an impact on them locally. What about, um, there still would have been one, at least one event that was still needing to happen that would have had, like, um, food and that kind of thing. We understand right. that that was a big donation. Yes, so um, on Saturday, I believe it is, it would have been, our various sisterhood lunches, and obviously if you have that many people registered, that you have, you know, 16,000, 17,000 
meals. So um, it's my understanding that the sorority donated those meals that we would have eaten to a uh, a food bank, I believe. And so those meals will be used to either in rescue efforts or to benefit, you know, those in need that uh, need some food. So that's at least one good thing that comes out of it and definitely shows our commitment. Even before that was announced, that was one thing that I was hoping for uh, while I was on the plane on my way back is that any food or anything else would be donated. And so that's how Delta think. And so we did have the opportunity to donate 17,000 meals uh which will benefit others. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, that's um, good news that comes out of that, especially given the economic impact to folks who are probably looking forward to, to 16,000, 17,000 folks. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, this is the weekend after Essence Fest, so they had a pretty good weekend last weekend with right. visitors, but this would have been another you know, really large weekend for them. Right, well, we're just glad that um, folks are getting back to their respective homes safely, mm-hmm. exactly. and we pray for um, the safety of those down in New Orleans. Yeah, and the Louisiana and the Gulf Coast, because it's a um, pretty, pretty wide storm. Right, and it's slow moving, and that's, that's the main con- concern, is with it moving slow and dropping all that rain, right. the, the flooding, you know, is the issue, so we just have to pray for the best. Absolutely. Yes. Pray for the best, and again... Thank you so much for um, taking a little bit of time out of your schedule, even though you didn't get that much rest. Cause <laughs> <laughs> well, I slept all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so continue to get some rest. And um, again, thank you. Thank you. Hurricane Barry made his presence known. I mean, because uh, the sorority canceled the last day of their convention at early. Yes. Uh, actually, I, I guess it would be two days or a day and a half. Yeah, two, really. uh, two days. So, and but but as as, as Mia said, the the good thing that came out of that is that besides people will definitely be safe and sound unless they choose to stay around, and hopefully nothing bad will happen in New Orleans proper. But the uh, donation of the the seventeen thousand, roughly seventeen thousand meals. Will go a long way to to help folks who 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 you know need a helping hand from the food banks and the like. I think it's going to Second Harvest. Right, it's going to Second around. Harvest, and I'm not surprised that the um, sorority made the decision to um, let their members get home as quickly and as early as possible, so that they could e- prevent being a part of the bad weather event. And then donated what they did to um, to Second Harvest. So that's that's just awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, other things that were were um, canceled or are canceled or postponed in this case, the Rolling Stones just happened to be in town as well, and um, their concert Sunday has been postponed to Monday. But with this being a slow moving weather event. I wonder if they're going to do it on Monday. <laughs> well, they've said um, they said they're going to do it on Monday, so we'll we'll see how it goes. And again, this goes back to what I was saying. Everybody's acting like this is a normal hurricane, and so it's come through. It's made landfall. They were on, you know, the the um, um, the, the eastern part of the hurricane. So they're all like, "Oh, well, that was it." And again, most of the water, the rain 
is still over the Gulf of Mexico. It hasn't come inland because this is a weird shaped oblong thing. And the, um, the head of the, the hurricane center, some, uh, some reporter asked the, the head, um, is this, you know, global warming, all these, these, cause everything's a rain event now, as I mentioned, and slow moving. And he said, no, they, they have, you know, literally pictures and, and film of hurricanes going back, you know, um, a uh, hundred years or so. And even with this hurricane, they can find other hurricanes that this, this, that look like this and everything else. It's not, you know, it's not something unique. It's a new, it's, it's rare, but it's not unique. These things happen and, and you went into explanations of, of the whys and wherefores about this. And part of it is this hurricane came based off of water and low pressure areas and the like off of land, meaning the U.S., as opposed to coming from the Gulf or all the way across from the, the, you know, the Atlantic near Africa. So that's part of why this is weird shaped the way it is, the, the storm, because it started originally from events on land in the U.S. Well, the 17,000 meal donation from Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is going to go a long way to helping uh, individuals impacted by the storm or other events um, through Second Harvest. So again, shout out to them for making that donation. Yep, absolutely. Now, um, in terms of those who need to uh, find out information about emergency um, procedures or what they can be doing during a bad weather event like this, where can they go? They can go, I mean, the, the primary site to send them to um, would be like redcross.org or redcross.org. That, that's a site that has a lot of, um, as we mentioned before, preparedness information that is, that is out there. Ready.gov would be the government site I would go to. Now, the cool thing about the, the Red Cross is, I don't know how long this has been there, but people are ta start talking about it. I hadn't heard about it till this week. And that's the Red Cross has um, an app that, um, called First Aid that um, they've, they've got both uh, iPhone and Android. And it, as the name implies, has a whole lot of information. If you are in an emergency and there are no emergency services or they're overloaded, it goes through, you know, things like how to do CPR, you know, how to do a tourniquet, that type of stuff, and, and, and the like that you might need in an emergency situation. And they also have one called Pets First Aid, that is geared towards how do you do first aid with pets? Like, you know, pet CPR, who knows what else. So those and are I think that's apps really that cool. Yeah, those are those are really cool apps that are out there. And again, I don't know how long the Red Cross has had those. I've never heard anyone talk about them until this week. Well, for those that are in the path of Hurricane Barry, please stay safe. Yes, absolutely. It's too late to evacuate, so it's the quote-unquote shelter in place. Or as they would say in the Southeast, hunker down. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. Okay, Brenda. I will now reveal the party trick that I've mentioned now for the past two weeks. Uh, two episodes. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. The party trick. Yes. 
ways to impress your friends or not as the case may be and that is I can tell the color of anybody's eyes without me seeing them so I can be completely blindfolded um, in a different room it doesn't matter and yeah right yes 100% accuracy yeah right very simple yeah right what color are my eyes well that's not I already know your your eyes are brown. That's okay. simple. All right. But the thing about that is that's the key to the trick. All human eyes are brown. Get out of here. Nope, it's true. Science. There are people that I know who are blue-eyed, and you're trying to tell me they got brown eyes. Yes. They just appear. This is where, again, you know, magicians count on the eyes being easy to fool. In this case, it's not really fooling them. It's, it's, eyes are brown, it's all based off of melanin, yes, melanin, the same thing that makes, you know, skin pigmentation, some all over the map, so some of us are darker than others, across this planet. So, um, depending on how much melanin you have within your, your eyes determines how much light is reflected. Now, the, again, eyes, people, the colors are brown. It is brown, full stop. But, because of melanin, if you don't have a whole lot of melanin, that means more light is reflected, and so they might appear blue or hazel or green or something like that. But that is just how they appear. The eyes are brown. Everybody has brown eyes. So is that the reason why some babies are born with blue eyes, but the next thing you know, a few months later, they're brown? Exactly, yes. Right. Their eyes don't change color. It's melanin within their eyes and everything else balancing out. And that's when they're, they're no longer blue eyes. They have brown eyes. Now, the interesting thing is everybody that has blue eyes has the same common ancestor going back 10,000 years ago. For some reason, and scientists don't know why, there, there's some uh, human or group of humans who basically they evolved to where they switched off the melanin so so-called kind of switched off the melanin in their eyes and that's where the blue eye um, genetic trait comes from and it all traces back to the same common ancestor so are you telling me if I stand in enough sunlight for a long enough period to, period of time I could have blue eyes no Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> if your eyes haven't appeared blue by now, that you you would need contacts or some other type of uh, intervention. All right. Well, well. Thought I'd try. Now, um, while we're at it, we might as well talk about um, um, humans' favorite animals or pets, and that's dogs and cats. So we'll talk about their eyes. Uh, so are you trying to tell me that dogs can have blue eyes? Uh, well, yeah, of course. Huskies and everything else. You've seen... In fact, dogs can have one eye one color and another eye another color. But, you know, that's... It's... it's they can have actually different eye colors. Their, their eyes are different colors. That's, but I don't want to necessarily talk about eye color per se. I want to talk about the fact that dogs have mutated how they utilize their eyes, or more to the point, their eyebrows, in order to communicate better with humans. Oh, what do you mean? So, if you've heard the expression puppy dog eyes, yeah. you're like, well, 
they dogs came from wolves and wolves have weak eyebrow muscles dogs over time have evolved to where their eyebrows muscles are pretty they can use those to, to form expressions puppy dog eyes and everything else and communicate with with us you know that we um our dog was able to do that she was a master of it oh yeah she was real good at it exactly she, she could tell you when when she was need to go out i mean she was quiet <laughs> it's ridiculous instead of barking or whatever she would just come over and look at you and move her eyes around and look at you Look at the door for eyes. Look at you. Look at the direction of the door. Same with she wants food or any, everything else. Yeah, she had a great or, way of communicating. Yeah, or um, I didn't. I didn't do that. It's not my fault. It's the cat's fault. Those type of things. Now, when she did that, I never believed her. But but she was good at it. Yeah, she, she was good at it. <laughs> so that that's evolution from dogs. So they they have mutated from their wolf ancestors to be able to do that. Okay, what about cats? Well, cat's eyes are just weird. No, what do you mean by that? Um, well, you, they don't have round pupils. They have, you know, they have, their eyes are slits. Yeah. Pupil slits. And that's just weird for the most part. They're, but they're still cute. I didn't say it wasn't, but they, their eyes are like um, camera apertures, meaning they, they can bring in tons of light or not very quickly. And scientists believe that this is, again, because they're predators and they're, well, a lot of these scientists say they're nocturnal. But if you listen to the podcast, you know that cats are not nocturnal. They are actually crepuscular. And what's crepuscular, Brenda? Uh, that has to do with the fact that they are more active at dusk. Exactly. So they're active at dusk, not at night. That's kind of a, a, a myth. But anyway, because of that, and it makes actually more sense to me, because dusk is actually um, trickier to see things than if you've ever been driving and it's just starting to turn dark and light, a.k.a. dusk. It is trickier and the lights and shadows can, can wreak havoc with you. And, and that's probably why they, they need to have that slit like that, to be able to bring in light very quickly and not very quickly. Um, and also because they like to be up versus down, that's another, you know, cats always like to be on top, so to speak, higher, higher than everybody else. Well, that's uh, just, literally, that's, that's just cats. <laughs> but because of that, that's another reason why they have the slit eyes versus the round eyes, because of just how that, that works. Now, because their eyes are slit, can they see more? Yes, they can take in, they can take in more of a view. Although, strangely enough, it's the grazing animals, meaning um, sheep, deer, horses, you know, grazers, that actually take in the most. They can see panoramic. Just like you have panoramic mode in your camera, they can see 360. Because they got to watch out for predators and they have their heads down all the time. In fact, it works best when their heads are down as well, because their heads are down and they're grazing. They got to be able to see, you know, this... Um, lion or whatever running across the savannah but cats can do that too um domestic cats domestic cats can but again it's not to the same degree of 360 they have panoramic vision but not to the same degrees as the grazing animals okay so we're gonna close we're gonna take this into another um 
another direction. What's up with the character Storm then in uh, X-Men? She has, uh, well, are her eyes like kind of white or something? No, her hair is white. But don't, doesn't her eyes change color? Yes, her she, eyes change she color. She gets into her... Um, She's a mutant. It doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? She's a mutant. All bets are off. She's a mutant. So genetically, she's not the same as, as normal homo sapiens. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. <laughs> thought there might have been a connection of some sort between her and all this, diff all this talk about eyes. You do realize she's not a real person, right? Well. Don't, don't be like the, um, the, the, the Little Mermaid people. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you mean by that? Well, people are upset that the, the next Little Mermaid is um, African American and there are people who are like, oh, mermaids are, you know, are, are white and everything else and Little Mermaid was white and had red hair and everything and the like. And it's like, mermaids aren't real. They can make them look any way they want to look. <laughs> and <laughs> So Storm is a character from the X-Men comic slash graphic novel. Right. All bets are off. Right, and that brings <laughs> brings it back to, I wonder if the writers knew about this eye color and cat panoramic eye I, vision and that kind of stuff. I doubt and it. And that's why they incorporated it into the Storm character. I doubt it because these are recent studies, like 2016. Because as we mentioned before, when we did the, the Cats and Dogs podcast, and, and mentioned the Dogs podcast, there's lots of studies for dogs going back decades. People didn't really start studying cats seriously, and especially domestic cats, until this century, really seriously studying it. So they, so I, I, I doubt. I, I doubt it. Okay. That they well, know about it. It's like you said at the beginning, the eyes have it and at the bottom line, their all eye color for humans is brown. Now now since you brought up cats, I might as well mention, um, do you know why cats aren't allowed to play cards? Mm, no, why aren't they? Too many cheetahs. Thank you. That's such a bad dad joke, but it's good though. Still bad, but good. Too oh. many cheetahs. Make sure yeah. the podcast gets that. Yeah, I know cheetahs as in cheetah the cat, not right. cheaters. Yep. It's still a bad That's still a bad dad joke, but funny. It made you smile. That's all counts. Yes, it did. Listen to this and that on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major podcast apps and services. This week's words of wisdom come from Sandra Hill, certified professional life coach, owner of New Horizon Coaching and Professional Growth Advancement, LLC. And the segment this time around is entitled The Road Called Life. The words of wisdom today is entitled the road called life. So you know we're all on this road called life and you have to take the good with the bad. You have to smile with the sad, love what you got and remember what you had. 
Always, always forgive, but never forget. Learn from your mistakes, but never, ever forget. People change, things go wrong, but just remember the ride goes on. So hang on to this road, this road called life. Those were, I think, very um, powerful words of wisdom. And I agree with you on that one. The road called life has its ups and downs, but we can learn no matter which direction it goes in. You can contact Sandra Hill at the email address coachhill at newhorizoncoaching.com. Website address is www.newhorizoncoaching.com. Also, she is a internet radio talk show host. Her program, uh, Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears, airs every Friday, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And in fact, this um, coming week, Yours truly, Brenda and David, will be featured. It's actually a, um, we've been on before, previously, and this is uh, yet again that broadcast for those who missed it the first time around. And if you missed it the first time around, like David said, you can hear the replay on July 19th, 2019. And um, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time. And one of the things that um, that we need to point out is that you can think of these replays as the best of. And David and I, our interview is uh, in the top five. So um, um, thank you to everybody that went out and listened to our interview and if you missed it like he said you can hear the replay yep absolutely we'll put the uh link to the um voice america influencers channel where it will air in the comment section on soundcloud and also for those folks who are in the email distribution list they will see that link in there as well and for those who are not part of the email distribution list, again, you can send email to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that, at sign aboutgreatercincinnati.com. And either put in the subject line or in the body, add me to the email distribution list, and it will happen. Comments? Send your feedback to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. Well, it looks like edition 24 of This and That is a wrap. Absolutely. It is in the can. So um, thank you again to everybody that is listening in to what we have to, to share. And for those that are being affected by Hurricane, Hurricane Barry or Tropical Storm Barry, um, please stay safe. Yes, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. And we'll come back to you uh, next week with another edition of This and That. All the best, everybody. Peace out. Bye, folks.
You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.